Hi, I'm Mercedes. I'm an entrepreneur and director at Inc. And I'm Vera, a clinical psychologist and chief people officer at Abstracta. And this is The Everything Else, a podcast about soft skills for a meaningful life. This episode is sponsored by Inc. That's nice. So what's Inc? In a nutshell, Inc. teaches English to adults and specializes in corporate training. Check out their website at inc.com.uy. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode six, the bonus track, the one with the tips and tools for innovation and other related buzzwords. I like that we ended up calling it that. <laughs> yep. So this is season finale, people, and it comes at the end of such a special year, one that put all of our soft skills to test, don't you think, Vera? Indeed. <laughs> so in our previous episode, we spoke about what innovation actually means. We spoke about paradigm shifts, where innovation can be seen in our everyday lives, and, as always, the things that sometimes stand between us and, in this case, innovation. And if you haven't listened, go back and listen to episode six. Remember, the bonus track is like a quick summary, the practical part, the house. But, to be honest, it's essential to dive into the whys before to truly understand what we're talking about. It's not rambling, right? It's the building blocks. <laughs> So, in the last episode, we sent some homework. We asked you to dedicate 15 minutes every day for a week to question the status quo in your business or in a personal situation you're going through. And <laughs> we got no comments. Again, I feel like I'm right back in the classroom, I have to tell you. So, I guess the homework for us is in this end of season is to question our own status quo regarding homework. Should we be sending it? What do our listeners think? Season two, homework, yay or nay, right? <laughs> yep. So no comments on the homework, but some really nice touchy messages from our listeners. I'm going to quote some parts. May I? Yes, go on. Honk your own horn. Yes, please. <laughs> I deeply enjoyed listening to this podcast and thinking about things with you. It's full of aha moments. It is for us too. <laughs> Another one. This podcast is innovative per se. Yeah. Thanks. Another listener, thank you for starting these honest conversations that get us all thinking. These conversations are good for our tribe. I, I like that. Yes. And I, I want to thank everyone who took the time to write or send audios with their messages. Sometimes people tell us that they wished more people would listen to this. And the truth is that you guys are the way that that can happen. If you liked it, share it with others so they can find us. Send it to your friend, to your mom, to your dad, to your brother, sister, whoever, your boss. Help us include more people in these conversations and tell us what you think. Yeah, I would love that, please. So, intros out of the way. Shall we start? Yes. Tip okay. number one for innovation. Rely on process. You might not think of yourself as a person who needs processes. I know. 
But processes are really useful. Give them a chance. And there are certain methodologies that are quite widespread in the world of IT that are widely mentioned when you read about the innovative, pro innovative process. Names like um, lean methodologies, agile and design thinking, they are buzzwords, I know. And anyone who has worked with me is probably eye-rolling right now. <laughs> but I brought an expert to back me up. Our friend and listener, Josefina Correa, works as a moderator of these processes and not in IT because mm. these methodologies can be applied in various types of projects and some people may say in life in general. Yes, I agree. So as we told you last episode, Josefina has a master's in biotechnology from Georgetown University. She's passionate about science and innovation and works bridging the gap between academia, industry and government. Good. So we had some questions like, what is design thinking? And why is it important? Yeah, maybe first of all, like innovation itself is such a sort of complicated thing to, to define and to really kind of have an approach to. But I think design thinking does sort of a good job of like trying to put some process into this mega creative like process as an overall thing. So in kind of that intention of trying to put some organization into this. Uh, design thinking is, first of all, an iterative process. And I really love when people just make this uh, circular graphics of what it is, because it's really iterative. It's not like a linear process that it starts and finishes. But basically, it consists in like four or five phases, depending on the literature you decide to read on. But it starts with defining the problem. Right? We cannot start even thinking about innovation or, or what do we want to achieve. We don't know the problem we're going to tackle. So um, the first thing you have to do is define the process and, and really be diligent about it. There's even like sessions in itself that you can do entirely, for example, with a company on like brainstorming. What's exactly our problem? It's not that people, I don't know, our customers want to pay us. It's, there's another process that's called like, the five whys that's kind of going back and understanding like why the customers don't pay. They don't pay because, I don't know, they don't have money. Why don't they have money? And you kind of go back, it's supposed to tell you at the end what's the real root problem of the cause. So I kind of like to embed it in the design thinking process. I think it's very useful. So after you define the problem, what you need to do is work to find preliminary uh, solutions or it's kind of the ideation phase, if we want to call it. And that ideation phase is the most creative phase where uh, people get together and start trying to solve the problem. But at this point, it's not actually solving it, meaning not actually acting on it, but just like throwing out ideas on how to do it, how to approach it. And then you have uh, prototyping, or um, it's more like the design portion of the design thinking uh, process, where you put those ideas that you just uh, create into more prototype, where you strategize a little bit more how you're going to tackle those. And you start kind of ruling out the ones who, doesn't, who don't make sense. So through that process, you can really understand, okay, some of these are real ideas, meaning they can be achieved and get farther along. And some others are just like not doable for whatever reason, technical reasons, 
or cultural reasons or whatever it is, or money reasons many times. And then we have the testing phase that is my favorite. That is a phase that in itself happens so many times because this testing phase is say, okay, this, uh, let's call it successful prototypes in the last phase that we just talked about, kind of go into the following phase, the testing, and you start to throw it out there, throw it wherever your problem was, in the community, in the company, in your house, wherever you want to uh, solve that problem. And the idea of this testing and the reason I say is iterative is because, first of all, you always have to think about the customer and how your problem, you're solving a problem to the customer. And that's why testing is so important. You need to put the prototype to test. If you don't put it to test, it's almost like very beautiful on a board. Part of this process and the reason, one of the reasons I like this let's call it design thinking uh, process, it's because it's very practical. At the end, it works and it doesn't work in the field, not just in theory. Um, so this testing phase, normally you test one and maybe the first prototype doesn't work for whatever reason. And then you test another one and another one and another one. Overall, all these phases, I like to draw it in a circle because the testing in itself it's just the proof that whatever you were thinking, it works. But then many times it doesn't work. So you had to go back to the drawing board and start with, okay, did I define the problem correctly? Or maybe you don't have to go that back. Maybe you have to go to the ideation phase. Hey, none of our ideas were good. Let's start over with um, throwing out ideas into the process. So overall, um, and not to make this longer, but the design thinking process is really designed to test and to put ideas into the customer's hands as quickly as possible. So we are kind of going away from that. Um, if I'm going to put some project management words here, but from those uh, kind of waterfall projects and we're going to more agile world where the same thinking could very well be one of the tools that agile teams use where you basically put the product in the hands of the customer as soon as possible so it's tested. This helps teams maximize their time and their efficiency. Remember, at the end, the only thing that is important is that the customer, that you solve the problem that the customer has. I'm talking about customer in a very broad way, right? Tip number two. It's not just about processes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always a contradiction here. Of course. It? <laughs> it's a balanced thing. There are certain elements that need to be present for innovation to take place. But right. let's Josefina tell us about it. Good. So it's really about uh, how you approach it, I think, and who is approaching it. If, I don't know, it's, I'm very well can say one of my, my team members, hey, can you do this? And it's just, put the design thinking process on it and the person's going to do it like just as a checklist, right? But really what the person in charge of this process has to do is to create a collaborative culture of cre creation and creativity around it in order to be successful. And the other portion that I think is worth mentioning in this, in order, for, in order to work and not just be this, again, to-do list, is put a little bit of risk in the process. 
And that kind of excitement slash risk that comes with things that you don't know how they're going to work. Uh, normally when we have a to-do list, it's very kind of, okay, whatever. Thing one, check. Thing two, check. This is not like that. The idea of it is that you kind of go back to phase three again, after even you finish phase five. Phase five, then this uh, testing normally happens like so many times. So it's not like I check it up one time, it's I most likely need to do it a lot of times. And it's a process that quite frankly, I would never do it by myself. It kind of doesn't make sense to do any sort of innovation, but let's put the same thinking here by yourself. It doesn't have as much creativity as it could have, right? So again, it depends on how you approach it and the person moderating the process approaches it uh, in order to be successful in what we intended to be. So collaborative culture, iteration and risk slash excitement, all necessary ingredients for this innovation recipe to work. Josefina, thank you so much for your time, for sharing your ideas and reflections with us. It is an honor to have guests like these on the everything else. Comments on this, Vera? What do you think? (laughs) So I like to have some highlights here. Processes are friends. (laughs) They help us channel these passionate emotions that we're talking about. Hmm. If not, they can be a bit overwhelming. You know, emotions, they are like that. So... You know the vicious circle, you care about something, you want it to work, you get scared if it's not as perfect as you wanted it to be, and you enter in this loop and get stuck there. Jesus, the fear again. It's always there. We can never get rid of it. The fear of failing, the fear of rejection, the fear of not being enough, not being loved. Yeah. (laughs) Again. Fuck. (laughs) It's always there. Embrace this vulnerability already. Yeah, if you can't beat them, join them, they say, right? Yep. Now, the other thing is that processes can feel like a to-do list at times. But that doesn't mean that that it's bad because it can make collaboration easier. Yeah. It took me some time to understand this. Yeah. (laughs) But I, I think that processes sort of untangle the ideas. They bring them down to earth and make it clear and visible. Less subjective in a way, right? And that allows you as a leader to later delegate better and... In essence, to help your team to take ownership of the necessary parts. Sure. And then I like to stress that processes can be exciting. (laughs) That's a new one. Yes. And actually, they need to be exciting. Okay. Because remember, the tone, the role of the moderator can make a big difference here. And we need that excitement slash risk or risk slash excitement. Good. All right. Tip number three. Don't be obsessed with perfection. Do it. Yeah, rolling. Yeah. (laughs) Do it. Move forward, jump into the deep end and try, right? Romantic ideas of the outcome don't work. They're unrealistic and it sort of prevents us from actually getting started, right? We get paralyzed in that fear and that procrastination that we were talking about. So get started. Good enough is still good. Good enough is still good. I copied that from you, right? I, I... I'm going to frame it and put it on. It's like a sign. (laughs) We need to make that that sign. So the important concept here is iteration, right? The same that that Josefina was saying before. Repeating the process again and again if the outcome is not what we wanted, 
But the key here is that the outcome of each iteration is then the starting point of the next iteration. So we learn from what didn't go well. We don't just repeat yeah. meaninglessly, right? In, in, in therapy, I like picturing it like a spring. Mm -hmm. It feels circular, but you're never in the same spot. Yeah, it's like you move, you're on the same topic again, but from a different place. And still moving forward. Yeah, excellent. All right. Tip number four. Find a believer. Identify those who believe in and champion your innovations and put those ideas into practice to solve that problem you want to solve. And if you really believe in these innovations, stay humble enough to listen to feedback, see what it is that you can introduce to help build that bridge, but stick to it. You need to actually put into practice your idea to give it a real shot. If you really believe in your idea, your innovation, you thought it through, you did not jump, just jump into yeah, it. Yeah, not irresponsibly. And you've done all the previous work. Once you start, stick to it, at least for a reasonable amount of time. Don't expect instant, instant applause. Excellent. Stick with it. And that is exactly what we are doing with this podcast, right? We are sticking around. You won't get rid of us so easily because we have found some believers. We have found some believers. <laughs> and we intend to gather some more, even if it's not perfect, even though we are scared shitless at times. Well, I was going to go with butterflies in the stomach, but it's more like what you said, actually. <laughs> well, regardless, right? We're doing it anyway. And we urge you to do the same. And that goes for all the skills that we have spoken about. And in doing so, we hope that we get closer to a more meaningful life. Oh, we love it when you, who are on the other side, join the conversation. So go to our social media, contact us, and tell us what are the things that you'd like us to tackle next. Yeah, we definitely might or might not listen. <laughs> Just kidding, we will. And we will learn on the way too. So, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll meet again in Season 2. Bye! Bye. If you liked what you heard, please share it and follow so that more people find us. We are the Everything Else Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast and Google Podcast or wherever you get your podcast from.